there, friend. Welcome to the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner. This podcast is all about taking a few moments for yourself and reconnecting to the amazing woman behind the title of mom. You have so many plates spinning at any given time between your kids, your partner, your job, maintaining a household, etc., etc. But where does taking time just for you play into that? Let's spend some time together, you and me, right now. We're rebranding a mom moment to those sacred moments you take to fill your cup first. Let's connect, tune in, and tap into what makes us the incredible women that we are. We'll nurture ourselves first so we can be our best selves for those we pour into on a daily basis. We'll also bask in the beautiful wisdom of other moms to learn about the ways in which they've tapped into alignment in their own motherhood journeys. Come on, mama. It's your time. We're having a mom moment. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I am your host, Shannon Warner, and I am so grateful that you took your precious time to join us here today. I am so excited to share this episode with you. But first, if you are expecting or know someone who is, I am hosting a free event on Tuesday, March 5th. It is the Design Your Maternity Leave Workshop. We'll hang out for an hour and design your maternity leave from work life to home life to personal needs and beyond. We'll touch on it all to help prepare you for this exciting transition. The link is in the show notes. And if you can't attend live, no worries. As long as you're registered, you will receive a replay after the event. I think you're really going to love this week's guest. She was referred to me by the lovely Abby Hildebrand. Her episode was also fantastic. She messaged me after and said, I think you would really like my friend, Andrea. And she was not wrong. Andrea Gibson is a self-compassion and mindset coach, empath, and soul care specialist. Stemming from her own journey with perfectionism and people-pleasing, she created Unconditional, the self-love movement where she helps women reconnect to their own wants and needs through spiritual and self-care practices. Andrea is hilarious. She is raw. She is real. And she brings so much wisdom. I hope you love it as much as I do. Here's Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Thank you so much for being here on this episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. Thank you for having me. This is going to be so good. Uh, we've been chatting for just a few minutes and we've been cracking up and it's, it's magic. So I'm, I'm so ready for this. And the beautiful Abby Hildebrand is the one who connected us and she's amazing. So if, like I said, if she loves you, I know I'm going to love you because she is just a supreme human being. So she really, yeah, she really is. So if you haven't listened to her episode, please go back right. and do it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> An extra plug for Abby. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's get right in, into it. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and oh, what you do? And then we're going to dive into all things motherhood. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so my name is Andrea Gibson. I am a 40-year-old woman who lives in British Columbia near Vancouver, but about 45 minutes outside. So it's easier to pay for my mortgage. Uh, <laughs> I have two children, an 11-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old son. I've been married for about 13 years. Don't quote me on it because I don't want to do the math right now. And I'm a soul care specialist. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I help women create 
a healthy relationship with themselves. I call myself a recovered people pleaser, a recovered good girl, a recovered Mm. worry addict. And I basically found my way back home to me. And that led me down this path to help women do the same. I love this so much because I identify with so many of those, although I'm working Mm. on setting them down, but yeah, so many things that I just subscribed to because I thought that's just what we were supposed to do. Mm. I love how you just said, I'm working on setting them down. I immediately felt that. So Mm. I call myself recovered because intentionally I need to be in that space But baby girl, I still get relapses all the time. But I honestly (laughs) believe that makes us more relatable as humans. Like I'm not over here on this pedestal. Like one day you can be up here with me. Just throw all your money at me and maybe like it's like, no, I'm a few steps ahead. I've been in the ring where you are. Try this way. And Mm. my what I do is so much about, like, I call myself a soul care specialist. I feel like I made that up. I feel like I also can't be the only one who said that before, but it's about meeting your soul where it's at in this season. And that way we can start showing up and filling your cup the way it needs to be filled. Mm. personally it's individualized and that's the difference so even though my program has a set three months of what we're working on you get to decide what works for you and what doesn't like I've had coaches before and the the shame cycle that can be pulled in when things don't work for you that that's a big no-no to me like Mm. it's we're not going to be able like to change your life. You need to change how you're showing up for you. But to do that, you need to know who you are and who you are now is different than five years ago, let alone like when you were 15 or before right. like pre-mom. Right. Okay. That right. was a rant. Let's keep moving. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. I love the tangents. I love wherever it goes because okay. it always goes where it needs to. And that's where all, you know, the, the prettiest gems are to be mm-hmm. mined. even though sometimes they start out as, you know, a little, a little rough, uh, <laughs> they turn into, we get there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it so much. I, I really just want to just pause on how you said it, filling your cup the way it needs to be filled, because I think like filling your cup is becoming more buzz, which I love. I love that we're adopting that mindset that especially as moms, we do need to fill our cups first mm-hmm. because we can't pour from an empty cup. But when you're subscribing to, okay, so that means I should probably get up at five and exercise because that's what this person says, or, okay, I need to subscribe to a meditation practice that I have no idea what it means or why I'm doing it, but that's what they're doing. And they're successful. Mm-hmm. Like, it may not be what you need in this season of life. Yeah. Mm. Or like I need, everyone's doing their nails. I'll get my nails done and that'll feel good. And then you carve out time for yourself. You get your nails done and you don't feel any better. And then you're mad at yourself for that. Well, I just wasted an hour of my time and all that money. Right. So we need to find the avenues that work for us, but we also have to be patient and curious as we do it. Mm. I love all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people too, like the nails thing, like that's maintenance. Like that is not self-care because that's already what I do. Like that, that's mm-hmm. not special to me anymore. Cause I go get my nails done every three weeks and I have for the last decade or whatever, but yeah, recognizing. And also this reminded me of my sister-in-law who she's, 
she's got a job. She's a police officer's wife and very heavily involved in all things that he's involved in um, because he works in the schools. They've got two daughters. Like she's a busy woman. And she said to me semi-recently, she was like, I am so tired of being told that I have to do self-care. She's like, cause it's just one more thing on my list that I have to do. And it just feels like it's adding to the to-do instead of, you know, taking mm-hmm. the pressure off. So, and it's literally another thing that you're now failing at is how oh, we feel. Yeah. And that's yeah. BS. So yeah. what I teach is self-compassion and mindset, but heavy on that self-compassion. Oh. So the reason, like as a perfectionist, I was told by my counselor, cause I've done years of therapy um, <laughs> that I just, you know, like Andrea, you just need to love yourself. And I was so frustrated, but mostly because I didn't understand. I don't hate myself. So doesn't that mean I love myself? You know, like that was my thought process. And it wasn't until years later, and I, I use a food term, but I say like, I don't hate broccoli. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I don't love broccoli. Right. So great. You don't hate yourself. Awesome. Love is different. Like is different. Where are you putting the time and the effort in? And that this, the best thing about self-compassion, which is so like contradictory to being a perfectionist and wanting everything to be done right. And being a fixer and a healer is the fact that it's non-fixing. It really is about accepting yourself where you're at in all your humanness. Mm. And that's really like I say, counseling saved my life, but self-compassion changed my life. Mm. It changed my experience with myself. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, doing the work myself, there's a lot of pieces in there Mm -hmm. and it can be shame-based. It can be fear-based. Like there's a lot of things that there's conditioning. There's a lot of things at play and that's a lot to unpack and it doesn't happen overnight. You know, I, I feel like I've been on it for over a year, maybe closer to two, but I still have a long way to go. So even with the compassion piece, like It's going to take, it's going to take a few minutes to unlearn everything that you've been conditioned to or wired to do for so long. Well, Mm -hmm. and it it is a practice. It is, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon with no finish line, my friends. Okay. So our goal is not to exit the highway of life, even though I looked for those answers for so many years, but like, how do we smooth out the bumps? Learning to show up for yourself in your big feelings and your big emotions and allowing them and validating what you're going through. That's the fucking magic right Mm. there. Where else do you get the permission to do? Unless you're dancing and I think you and I dance in similar realms, unless you're dancing in these realms, these are not the messages that you're getting. Mm -mm. So it makes Mm -mm. all those pieces of you feel like they're wrong or bad or not normal. Even doing this work felt in some ways, like my knowing knew this is why I'm here. This is my life path. But like trying to fit into my family like this can still sometimes feel not normal or wrong. But the more I can stand in my truth and validate what works for me, 
the easier it is. With boundaries. <laughs> um, I don't know if you have your own show. You need to have your own show. <laughs> I do not yet. As of yet. <laughs> I mean, I know it's just like one more thing to add to the list. Yeah. But you're very entertaining. And well, thank very, you. Yeah. Like, but like you're bringing it. Like it's not, it's not nothing. You've got the substance to back it for sure. I love all of this so much. I feel like there's so many avenues that we could go, but I also love to see how it all kind of wraps into your experience Mm. as a mother. So can we kind of dive into your motherhood journey? You can start wherever on the journey you want to, but let's hear it. Okay. So pre babies, um, I had done, like I said, a lot of counseling and therapy. I had an eating disorder, uh, in my teen years that I got myself help with in my early twenties, but I did a lot, had a lot of like depressive and anxiety cycles that no one would know about. So I'm also, I was a dance teacher for 20 years, which Mm. I really was noticing your sweet, sweet moves, Shannon. So good for you with your musicality. Um, That's from a professional, by the way. So you can take that to heart. Uh, (laughs) I was a performer, right? I was a born performer. So I would show up and no one would know, not even my closest friends or my parents, how much I was internally struggling, struggling, got myself, I literally just struggled with the word struggle. Um, So I got myself help. I was doing so much better, was on medication. It really made it so I could get my head above water, fell in love with my beautiful, amazing husband. We had a daughter Two years later, I had a son. And then I was finally, after about nine months, diagnosed with postpartum depression. Mm. And guarantee you, me, I had that with my first. But what I thought was, this is just what being a mom is. Mm. It's hard. It's exhausting. You don't get to do anything for you. Right? So I'm broken then. Because look at everyone else smiling and enjoying giving their lives away. And I'm feeling resentment inside. Mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person. How come? And I wasn't like, I could still pick up both my children and look at them and be full of love. Like I, I can only imagine being to the extreme, right? But it was almost like because of that, it just kept me in this like not enoughness loop over and over but this is just how it is you're not sleeping of course you're tired you know Mm -hmm. like yes your baby's crying of course that upsets you and I finally got help for that got back on some medication had my head above water again but I realized you know it wasn't it was my habits right so if I didn't know how to prioritize or put myself first or create boundaries before children. How the fuck did I think I was going to do that having two kids? Right. Yeah. So I can see like this me, this 40 year old me can look back and be like, uh, obviously Andrea, you know, like <laughs> I see right. the cycle here, but right. I needed, I needed to hit that rock bottom. I literally had to choose. Like, I refuse to keep going like this. I remember calling. (laughs) Now I'm like cry laughing. 
but calling the mental health hotline because I'm in my room and I'm just like feeling so I don't know what to do I can't keep going like this and I felt so alone in my struggles my husband as lovely as he was he didn't get it you look fine you're still laughing you're still having a good time like he just couldn't understand and I call this hotline and the lady suggests I make myself a cup of tea and I wanted to throw the freaking phone across the room and that poor woman like what how do you do that as a job that would be impossible but it was at the point where like maybe I just go to the hospital so I could have a break yeah got on that medication it made a difference and then I started doing the work for me like my doctor said to me about my anxiety when I was on like some heavy duty anxiety medication I couldn't stand up I was like falling into walls I'm like this isn't working she's like Andrea your check engine light is on your body is talking to you when your check engine light goes on in your car do you take it in or do you just go like well let's see what happens and keep driving right so it really helped me look at my anxiety a bit differently like it actually wasn't like it wasn't me versus my anxiety my anxiety was trying to talk to me and protect me Mm -hmm. so I have a lot of I don't want to say regret because it's where I am now but I there are so many memories I'm missing from my children's Mm -hmm. earlier years because I lived in the past or the future Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to be present so my body was there but my worry was like out of control Mm -hmm. in doing the work because I chose to and I started following the breadcrumbs not because someone forced me right and it was different work like I said I did all that counseling it's changed how I now get to show up for my children Mm -hmm. and that I'm so freaking grateful for that my daughter and my son but mostly my daughter gets to see me put myself first yes thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable and you know they've got the statistics about out about you know i and i don't know what they are because i think the numbers are crap of oh one in four women suffer from postpartum you know or whatever because how many women don't realize they have it. Like Mm -hmm. you said, because I never went anywhere and checked the box that I had it. And I can tell you, looking back, I also had it, you know, Mm -hmm. but we're not talking about it. I'm talking about it here. All of these mamas that come Mm -hmm. on, half of them have been like, hello, I had it too. Oh my God. Is it intense? Is it a terrible experience? But we're not talking about it. And then when women slip into it, they're like, what is this? What's wrong with me? I, Mm -hmm. I haven't heard about this, you know, here in the States at six weeks, you get a postpartum checkup and you check the little boxes on the questionnaire to like, make sure that you can prove that you're not going to murder your baby. Like you're not Mm -hmm. that sad. Like that's all Mm -hmm. you get, you know, and we do such a disservice. So that's why I'm so thankful that you and the other women that have come on are vulnerable enough to share these pieces. And look at you, you're in Mm -hmm. a love, like you're an amazing human being and you've had your struggles. But then someone can also see like you've come out on the other side and you're, mm-hmm. and you're doing okay. Like it's going to be okay. So thank you for that. Yeah, of course. That, what a roller coaster. 
<laughs> it was my kids have taught me so much, right? We've all heard before that your children are your mirrors, right? They really do show you where you need to build that unconditional love. Mm. And when my daughter was in grade, like this was a huge stepping point for me. She was in grade one and every day I'd pick her up from school and bring her home and she would be so angry and she would just yell and scream at me on the walk home. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I'm fucking my kid up. And I'm afraid, I was afraid, I'm saying was, I anger is a trigger for me as well. There's not a emotion I ever felt safe experiencing or have had around me. So I would like this poor little gorgeous six-year-old girl with these big blue eyes and I'm going into fight flight mode mm. <laughs> as I'm walking her home. And so I, I w- looked for a counselor, like how do, what do I do for her? Like I need to, maybe I need to get her in, you know, get her started. I don't, I'm so scared of mental health because of my struggles. Like that's this biggest like subconscious mm. fear of mine. And I'm seeing her have a hard time and like, how do I fix this? Ah. And so I start seeing this counselor. A, she's like, we don't, we're not going to counsel, counsel your six-year-old daughter. The fact that you're in here already says you're doing a great job, right? Mm. On top of that, where we are going to make the most impact is how you're showing up at home for her. You're there with her 20, like 24 hours a day. What's she going to see me one hour a day for every second week? Like, I'm like, okay, okay, I trust you. But what I learned was I needed to validate her emotions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Uh, you mean her anger? What? And and she's like, yes, you need to. And so I started this process, this emotional parenting process. And as I did that, and I saw the changes it created, I had this aha moment of like, oh my God, I need to do this for me. Mm. And then it just kept snowballing from there. It's literally just this puzzle piece flipped up. I could fit it in and then the next one and I could fit it in. You know, the reason I started self-compassion was for dance students. I taught at a really prestigious ballet school and I taught the like jazz musical theater lyrical program. And when I left, I was doing so much for their mental health and supporting them. I'm like, I need to still support them as I'm going, right? So I'll start an Instagram page. All kids like teens are on Instagram. That'll be cool. And then so I was looking up like people struggling with perfectionism and it said the antidote was self-compassion. I mean, how no one told me this also what's the difference between like self-compassion and self-love so I started like rabbit holing that right it's it's funny because how I've learned to show up for me in my life that has made the greatest impact has started with wanting to help others and then being willing to learn to bring it home oh being willing to bring yes. it home. That's mm. the key word. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh. There's a lot in there. There's a lot mm. in there. Can we rewind for just a moment and talk about kind of what it looked like when you started on this journey with your daughter, mm-hmm. what some of those pieces looked like, how you were putting that into action? Okay. Well, like the simple version would be like, she's blowing up after school. And I go, yes, of course you're angry. That totally makes sense. Sounds like you had a really hard day today. That would make me mad too. 
Like it started as simple as that. Yeah. But where the hook came was doing it around my parents who mm. did not agree right? or even under, like it wasn't an agree. It was understanding that type of parenting and convincing my husband, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And I can still get some pushback on that because as soon as our kids have these big feelings and they start throwing them at us, outsiders are like, how are you letting your child just act like that? You're letting them rule the roost and how disrespectful. And, you know, and then you watch them in other situations when they get provoked and like the adults and they get angry and they start throwing their shit around. And I'm like, dude, why do you think a six-year-old should be able to handle those big emotions when a 57-year-old man can't do it. Like, that is ridiculous to me. Right. I'm getting fired up. Like, not even, like, we can work on, like, it makes me, how hypocritical that is, it makes me so angry. Like, go look at the science. This isn't fluff and unicorn farts and sparkles. Like, I don't just do whatever you want as long as you're skipping through the kitchen. You know, like, we want them to understand their emotions we want them to feel safe coming to us and that is what the counselor said to me your daughter my family is for empath so that's wonderful sometimes um (laughs) your daughter (laughs) has held her shit together for six hours at school Mm. you are her safe space to land and as soon as she comes home it's like this volcano of like release And the fact that she's doing that with you is a testament to what kind of parent you are. Mm. But I was also like, thank you. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. I read something recently that was like, it's okay if you occasionally like lose it on your children because it's a safe space for them to see, oh, I really pushed the limits here with someone I know, like, and trust kind of thing. And mm-hmm. like, if they're going to like, okay, there, there is a limit. I need to learn that limit, but yeah, like being the space for them, you're like, <laughs> and now like that we've been doing this with six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. About five years we've been practicing this. And I say a practice again, because like you said, we're human. We're going to slip up. Right. But my daughter will come to me after and say, mom, I'm really sorry. I lost my cool with you. Mm. These are the things you said that really bothered me. You know what she said to me last week? Oh my God. Her and my husband are like butting heads in my bedroom when I'm trying to work. And I'm like, can you just please get out of my space? And I'm also (laughs) like, observe, don't absorb, observe, don't absorb. Like trying to (laughs) <laughs> and good. he leaves and she looks at me and goes you did not show up for me the way I needed you in that moment Ooh. but here's the thing there is so much freaking beauty in that yeah. that she can say that to me yeah yeah openly how can I get better as a mom If I don't allow her to tell me what she needs, when she needs it, how she needs it, doesn't mean I'm always going to agree. Right. I didn't agree then. I said, you know what? 
this was between you and your dad. And it was my job to just hold peaceful energy in here. That's what I was focusing on. She actually heard that, Mm. but only because I heard her. Yeah. I didn't turn on my defenses. And the more work that I can do to love myself, the easier it is when someone else is saying they don't love me in that moment or they're struggling or they're trying to blame me because my I'm so rooted and grounded in who I am. Mm-hmm. There are still days if my child is struggling and they throw an I hate you my way that I'm fighting back tears. Yeah. But then there's other days when I'm like, oh, you must be hurting so bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have two girls. So I am so passionate about not conditioning them the way we've been conditioned. And I'm not placing blame. I realize we're just patterns, repeating patterns, repeating patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, our parents are repeating their parents' patterns and so on. But I am so over the be a good girl. Like we're done. We're done Mm. because it has not served me. I'm really good at being a good girl. And you know what? I ended (laughs) up really miserable. I didn't follow any of my dreams. I followed Mm. dreams that I convinced myself were my dreams. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I love where I am in life right now, but it's been a journey. And I probably would have gotten here a lot quicker if I wasn't, you know, going down the avenue of being a good girl and being a people pleaser and like, don't ruffle any feathers. And like, we've got to set it down and we've got to do the work and we've got to model it for our girls. Like you said, like we have to show them that it's safe and make it safe and acceptable for them to be that way. And where else are they going to practice? You know, my daughter uh, has dyslexia. She also has um, like, I don't know the word It's genius. Like her brain works so fast one way. So she has these designations at school that make it really hard for them to actually support her. Cause it's like mm-hmm. extremes. Right. And so the last few years has been, our goal is just her learning when she needs help and advocating for herself mm-hmm. and the pressure that those teachers put on them. Well, if she doesn't ask, I don't know what they need. Yeah. She doesn't know what to ask for yet. Like, how do we teach that? She also doesn't want to cause a problem. She doesn't want to disrupt. She's an empath. You walked into the room this morning and right away she knew today was not the day, you know, like that, like don't mess with this teacher right now. Mm -hmm. So where is she going to practice speaking up and out at home? Right. And if I don't allow that, that's on me. You know, why wouldn't I allow it? Because it makes me uncomfortable. Mm. It's hard to work through, but it's so important. And if we're all making these little shifts, we're not perfect, but if we all start making these little shifts and holding the safe space for them. And again, I'm a girl mom, so I'm talking about the girls specifically, but like, I hope we can start to change the trajectory of the outlook for women and what women are capable of, because we're, we're already capable of it, but we've got things in place that we're holding ourselves back or that are holding us back. And there are so many gifts in our fuck ups, Mm. right? Like, honestly, when I'm parenting and I knock it out of the park, my kids don't even notice, right? Right? Yeah. They don't. It's, it's seamless, right? But when I screw up 
and I can come back around and be accountable. I'm sorry, I had a tough day and I got really angry. And that's not how you deserve to have someone show up for you. And I'm going to keep on working on my emotions and my feelings because that's my job. Mm -hmm. The freedom you are creating for your child, because now they know they unconditionally love you. Okay. But now they know they get to unconditionally love themselves Mm. because what we grew up with was a lot of that defensiveness and that, but I'm right, but you were wrong, but you shouldn't have done this. And it's because of you that I'm angry. And so we're constantly like me, 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 I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm bad. So when we take as parents accountability for our own emotions and say, yeah, I made a mistake. They know they're allowed to make mistakes. It normalizes failing. And that's so important. Yeah. As long as they're not empty stories, like you're not saying, sorry, I yelled at you. And then the next day, sorry, I yelled at you. That's different. Right. We're growing together. That's what we're showing them. Right. Right. Yeah. And we have to give ourselves a lot of grace. Like we've never been parents before. And then, oh, we've never been a parent of a 10 year old before, or well, I've been a parent of this child at 10, but this child is not going to be the same child at 10. And just giving yourself all that grace. I love, I love all of this. Where do you want to go next? I love it all. I mean, your tangents and like these directions have just been fire. So like what's on your heart, Andrea, where do you want to go with this? I think I would love to talk just a little bit more about our relationship with ourselves and why that's so important. Yeah, let's do it. Because what we're hearing a lot now is like we discussed at the beginning is it's about self-care right? You need to, you need to prioritize you and you need to care for yourself. And that's great, but it's so surface. Mm -hmm. How do we go deeper? Mm -hmm. Right? So how do we start like to get to know who we are? And one thing that I would suggest that's so simple, because I'm all about the baby steps, being a recovered perfectionist. It's like, on your healing journey, you do this like all in thing and then it's so overwhelming and you can't keep up. So you fall off and then you don't do anything. And then you jump back in and it's like this yo-yo diet. And that just adds to your shame cycle. Mm. So how do we bring in little bitty steps that don't feel overwhelming that because you can be consistent with them, change how your brain works, changes your neural pathways, right? I just want you to take five minutes a day. Have a conversation with yourself. Set a freaking timer. I'm not even joking. This is one of the ways I started. I call it my morning meetings. And I go outside with my coffee for 10 minutes because I was so afraid my day would like run away from me. And I wasn't going to get anything done if I did this check-in. Set the timer. I was like, 10 minutes. Okay. I get back inside. My kids will still be packing their lunches. Like I will we'll still get out the door. Start the conversation with you. Even if you're just sitting and going, well, sitting here with my coffee. I did it. My lady Andrea told me to do that. That bitch be crazy, but I'm here, you know, 
my coffee's cold today. You, you know, just try yeah. your to-do list is not invited. Mm. Your phone is not invited. Right. But you take five minutes and ask yourself in those five minutes, what do I need? And you are going to be blown away by the things that come up. Keep in mind, it's not about the answer. Mm. It's about the practice of asking the question. So good. Sometimes I we get that. so like obsessed with, well, what is it going to be today? And you're waiting and like, I can't think of anything. My oh, Now it's another thing I'm doing wrong, right? Uh-uh. Mm. Did you pause? Did you check in? You win. Right. Nailed it. Those yeah. are your bonus points. Move on. Anything else is like icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. We're so outcome driven as a, as a culture that it's hard to be like, I'm going to sit and there will not be any clear outcome. And I know that going into it, what the hell am I doing? But it's so powerful. And, mm. and if we can be consistent about it, it's like, that is honestly the reason I am where I am now. Because if you think about uh, like a map and just moving that point two degrees, yep. but you're still traveling, you're going to end up in a different space. Yes. Yes. Instead of constantly being pulled back, right? Yeah. It's about the return. It's like meditation, right? I used to get so mad at myself because I couldn't turn my brain off and I was obviously doing it wrong, right? Mm. Yeah. But when I changed it to every time I was like, oh, I'm thinking and coming back that my win was in the noticing and coming back. My yeah. perspective completely flipped. And it's the same way when you're building the relationship with yourself. You're going to have days where you get stuck in your hamster wheel and you ignore you, especially when that's your habit and you're used to it. Right. But it's about the return. Hmm. That's so good. And it reminds me of something I had a, a woman on named Tara who focuses on, um, like healthy living for moms and meeting them where they're at. But she said something like, it's not all or nothing. Like when it comes to showing up for your workout or whatever, I mean, even if you're like, shit, I don't have five minutes. I have two minutes. Take the two minutes. It's mm -hmm. better than nothing that you just show up for yourself. Mm, so good. And the remembering Every soul is different. What do you need now, right? What mm. can you handle now? If the idea of five minutes makes you want to vomit inside, this is not for you yet. You know, you want to like pull back yeah. a bit, right? right? How about every time you sit on the toilet to pee, you ask yourself, what do I need? Maybe it's just toilet paper. We don't know, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> the roll's empty for the 19th time. Oh but I love this. You have to make it work for you. If we're overwhelmed, it's not doing what it needs to do. It's about right. like the same as affirmations. Right. Like I have made such a difference in my life with affirmations. But when you're saying things that you don't feel or believe, yeah. Yeah. you're actually doing the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I learned through the program that I met Abby in the idea of a softener to make it more believable because I love the idea of affirmations too, but I'm like, this is bull. <laughs> like, I don't mm -hmm. even believe what I'm saying, but it's like, 
what if insert affirmation or I choose to believe today insert affirmation because it feels a little bit more believable like is that isn't that what you just shared on Instagram I I, every week I share an affirmation yes Yes, okay and I yes the second slide yeah okay yes and I love that especially for us perfectionist recovered recovering whatever you want to call yourself right like yeah I choose to believe yeah what if today was a good day yeah Uh, you know you wake up and go today's gonna be a great day you know like it's not like some people it it makes them like it's not for them right right? yeah it's the same with self-compassion like when you wake up in the morning can you put your hands on your heart and just say I love you Andrea before Mm -hmm. you get out of bed insert your own name you don't have to keep sending me love every morning (laughs) although I totally make but for some people even just saying that's too much so yeah. when you wake up, can you just put your hands on your heart and take one breath? Mm-hmm. Oh, gross. I don't want to put my hands on my hand. Okay. When you wake up, can you just do one intentional breath? Like yeah. scale it back. Yeah. What feels safe? I am so done with living in the fight, flight, freeze fawn. I grew up in that. I didn't know any different. In fact, when I wasn't feeling that, I was bored. Mm. Like I didn't understand peace or calm. Yeah. I love, you know, it's like baby steps and then like breaking down the baby steps into baby steps because it is hard, especially if you're living like the groundhog day where I don't like, I'm, I'm not going to hurt myself, but I don't love life right now. And I'm just Mm -hmm. getting up and repeating the same thing over and over again. And nobody's happy. And we're doing things that we don't love to do. And yeah, it can be hard to sit up and go, I love myself. <laughs> hey, self, you're doing a great job. I love your, your brain is going bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. You know, mm. so meeting yourself where you're at is so important. And it's just giving yourself the permission to like, okay, I'm not going to be over there meditating for 10 minutes. I'm going to be over here taking an intentional breath. I'm going to start here. So thank you for saying that. That is and so impactful. Being stuck in that mediocre is almost worse Shannon yeah because you're not forced to change yeah but you're not necessarily empowered right to create something new right in fact if anything what I would do is just bring in more judgment on why isn't this good enough for you Andrea your Mm. kids are healthy you love your husband you know like why what more do you want? Like, do you feel the, like the shame in that and the judgment? Yeah. Right. And that can still come up for me, but now I notice the judgment and I don't even need to fix it. It's about noticing the judgment. Oh, there it is. Oh, okay. Mm. I just want to side step for a moment on like allowing yourself to want more when on paper, you're like, Oh, okay. I have a house. Thank you. I have a husband who loves me. We have a good relationship. I have beautiful children. Like my bills are paid. My basic needs are met, but you're stuck in the groundhog day because there are people around you that if you speak up, we're going to go, what the hell could you possibly want? Mm -hmm. You know? So no wonder we internalize that, but I like to remind myself like God source, whatever you want to believe in. Like, do you think you were placed here for this journey of your soul to go work for Joe Schmo and build his dream while he gets to go jet setting and doing whatever he wants to do. And you want to hang yourself 
building mm-hmm. the next spreadsheet for this guy who's going to glance at it for a minute. And, you know, it's taking you six hours and you hate your life and you go home and take it out on your children and you kick your dog and whatever else. Like, do you think that's really what we were brought here to do? You know, so want more, want more. Yes. It's so healthy and believe that you can have more. And there's so much fear to that, right? It wasn't until I did my mindset coaching experience, which is based off of Bob Proctor's teachings, that I realized it was healthy to dream again. It was healthy to want something else for myself. And it was safe to move towards that. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Like we create these limiting beliefs in our heads and, or we tell ourselves this story, but well, when my kids graduate and go to college. Yeah. Stop being the martyr. You yes. are doing nothing for your children by giving up everything. Because as much as they hear your words, what affects them most is your actions. Yes. And I remember internalizing my parents' unhappiness my mom's commitment to martyrdom and being like, I can't tell her that I'm having a hard time because look how big her struggle is right now. Mm. I can't add to that. That is not our child's job to worry about us and our happiness. It is our own. Yeah. And modeling. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm putting my needs first. You should also do that. It's safe for you to do that. Yeah. And, and wouldn't someday- it be nicer oh for gosh. us too if they did? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes it's annoying. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't have time for that today. But to know that my daughter or my son will come to me and go, mom, I've had a really rough day at school and I need some extra downtime today. Yeah. Oh, whew. thank you for asking for that. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. instead of us trying to like creep into their little brains and figure out what they're thinking and they're and, and do that storytelling and that mm. future planning, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And in the someday piece for me, it's been really in my face. My dad passed at the age of 67, almost two years ago now. And it was like, he busted his ass. You know, he worked in the trades, he worked manual jobs. He worked really hard And then he retired, got cancer and fucking died. Like we can't, like we all say someday isn't guaranteed. And he, I think he would still say in his words, like I had a good run, you know, like Mm -hmm. I had a good run and he lived big while he was here, but I think he would have lived bigger if he had another 20 years. So like, we don't know what our timeline is like. So like, oh, I'll put it off. Like you have greatness inside of you. There is something amazing inside of you. And like, how dare you keep it to yourself? Mm -hmm. you've got something to give the world. Even, even if it's just your cookies, you may have amazing cookies that bring joy. I fucking love cookies, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, that can be your thing and your, your cookies bring everyone so much joy and happiness. Like don't keep it to yourself. Don't owe someday when the kids go to school, don't keep that to yourself, whatever you've got in you, like the world needs it. So don't, but they're yourself. not as women you, they aren't, we aren't even going to know until we start that check-in like I was such a people pleaser I didn't know what I wanted Mm -hmm. 
Being yeah. asked, where do you want to go for dinner made me physically uncomfortable oh my gosh, because yeah. I would be so much happier if you just picked and I knew you were happy with it and then I could be okay. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But that also is like a bit of my like empath piece, because when I feel other people's emotions so deeply, I can sense that disappointment Yeah, when I'm giving a no. Yeah. Or when I'm saying, well, I don't necessarily agree. I'd like to try this. Right. So it took that, that time to check in, to start asking. That's why I said it's about asking, not the answers. Yeah. Right. To, then you will start revealing what it is that you want or what your desires are. Like, and we can baby step through that, but it's so important. And please know that I do not live every life of my day going, I'm just so passionate about everything. And I'm right. living life to the, there are days where I still feel like stuck on that hamster wheel. Yeah. Right. If yeah. I have to ask my children one more time to pick their socks up off the floor, yeah. you know, there's still laundry all of the time, dishes yeah. all of the time. Yeah. But I'm considering myself in my life. You know, one example I have that seems to resonate with moms is I have two children. So I imagine that I have three. And that third one is my inner child. Oh my gosh. So when I look at my calendar, where is that seven-year-old Andrea fitting in? And it completely changes your willingness. And I know it's sad, but it's true. Show up and prioritize. Well, that one got you, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> you want to speak to that? <laughs> well, no, I just, I, I think there is so much to be said about inner child work and it, feels like a big, deep Canyon when you're standing at the edge going, Oh my God, that's scary. You know, no, no, no. She's over there. She's, mm -hmm. she's 30 years behind me. But when you have kids, a lot of that stuff comes up, you know? And, um, I think that's just a beautiful way to think about it. Like really, you know, the way you take care and love your kids, you need to take care and love that part of you as well. Like I said, even if it's just looking at your week and thinking one thing for her, yeah, because when I think one thing for 40 year old Andrew, I'm like, She's fine. She's got shit to do. And she's going to feel better if we just check mark that to-do list. That's how that right. lady gets high, you know? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so right. looking at her as that, that, like that certain piece of me who I deserve that little girl, she deserves joy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've already shown you something from my drawer once. This, I'll just show you this too. I'm not exactly sure what birthday this is. Oh, 1993. So I was, I mean, it's a vibe, oh right? So oh I my think, god! oh my God, don't make me mad. I think this was my seventh birthday. I don't know. I was born in 86. I can't math right now. I'm too, I'm too emotionally invested in this conversation, but like, I feel like hundred percent you were seven because I was okay. born in 83 and 93, I was 10. Math. Let's go with it. I love the way math works, <laughs> but I keep this picture of myself in my drawer as a reminder, like, Hey, Hey, remember, remember all the things that she was like, Oh my gosh, when we get older, we're going to do this. Oh my gosh. We're going to do all these amazing things. We've got all these amazing dreams. We're limitless. You know, like she's still in there. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, I call her my friend. Now I also met her in the same space as Abby, but, um, she had posted something on Instagram. Her name is Sasha. And she had posted 
on her lock screen, a picture of little Sasha. And that's her reminder to continue to show up for her and her inner child. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And it's so interesting to, for me, when I look at pictures of myself younger, the immediate thought I come up with is like, I'm making fun of her in my head, <laughs> whether it's her hairstyle or yes. what she's wearing at, right. And it's almost yeah. like, whoa, pause here. Yeah. What do you love about this little girl? Yeah. Why are we automatically so naturally moving to judgment? Yeah. Right. And, th but that is a practice. I still like, if someone posts a picture of me on the internet or on Facebook, cause my dad, oh my God, every, every birthday, every get together, here's 90 pictures of Andrea with her oh. eyes half open and looking <laughs> in this direction because like, right. he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. I automatically scan that picture to look for what's wrong with me. You know, yeah. is it a side profile? Do do I have a muffin top in that? You know, mm -hmm. are my eyes crossed? Is that one eye smaller than the other? Like that happens yes. is my hair. Like if we're constantly doing that, what are we constantly scanning for in our lives? Mm. Yeah. The negative, we're constantly looking for what's going wrong. Yeah. Right. And so much of my my program and that self-compassion is training your brain to look for what's going right because it's there yeah, yeah. but you're not going to see it until you intentionally look for it our brains are not developed that way right like this was this is our survival but it's right. it's 2023 bitches <laughs> like we we got a pivot right right yeah and that, the brain's looking for the for the cheetah that's going to kill you like hello. yeah yeah but looking for those wins and what's going well you know when i was in my major depressive cycle when my kids were I don't know like five or five and seven ish like my last one that I had I remember being in the garage and bawling my eyes out because I had done it again mm. I was mentally unstable again this is how it felt and I had this idea I was like, oh my God, why don't I just go upstairs and write down everything I'm doing wrong and then I can fix it. And, and, and then I had this other like, whoa, that's real fucked up, Andrea. Like, <laughs> like, Thank God for your, her. Your yeah. struggle is so deep and we're going to go upstairs and write everywhere we're screwing up so we can solve the problem. Like, yeah. What went well for you today? Yeah. Yeah. When you picked your kids up from school, were you able to look at them in their eyes and smile? Did you feel that in your heart, even though your hurt is so deep right now? Mm. That's beautiful. I'm proud of you. Yeah. And yeah. that changes everything. Yeah. When you're so deep, even just when all of it sounds really hard, just being able to pause and notice is a win and give yourself all the credit to go, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, I'm starting to go over here. Okay. I noticed that. Okay. All right. Let's try to come back. Mm. See that, that like showing, how do you show up for you in your big feelings? It will change your life. Yeah. Yeah. This has been so powerful and I'm sure we could talk for hours on end, um, before we share all the magical ways that people can work with you because you've sold yourself. I mean, for the minute you came on, <laughs> thank you. your energy is everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
It is. It is. But can we answer a few questions that I like to ask all of my guests? Um, first being, what didn't you expect motherhood to change or shake up in you? I didn't realize. How many times am I going to cry today? I didn't all realize the, the amount. Uh, it actually is my superpower. P.S. Just so you know. Um, I love it. Safe space, friend. <laughs> I didn't realize the amount of healing it would bring mm. Yeah, through the hurt. Like the hurt had to happen first, Yeah, but how empowered it made me to learn to take care of myself so that my children could experience the best version of me. Yeah. And I know it shouldn't have to be that way. It shouldn't have to be for someone else. Should, should, should. That's just more like if you're shooting, you're shaming. It is yeah. what it is, but look at us go. Yeah. Yeah. I, it resonates how much healing was in it. I never, exp- I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm totally fine. Yeah. I hear you. That's not why we have kids. They're going right. to trigger me. I'm going to heal that shit. Right. <laughs> Sign me up. I will have yeah. four. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe that's why some of those people have all of those. Yeah. Those oh yeah. Just more healing. That's right? all it is. Like I just want to heal every second of every day for the rest of my life. Sign me up. <laughs> that's exhausting. Oh my gosh. Looking at you, Michelle <laughs> Duggar. Uh, <Yeah. laughs> okay. Okay. If you could give one piece of advice to another mother at any stage in the journey, what would it be? This is my favorite, one of my favorite aha moments I've had. And it's that you are only support staff in your children's lives. Mm. You are not the manager. You are not in charge of their soul's journey. You are their safe space to land. And although that can be frustrating sometimes as a mother who struggled with that perfectionism and that need to control to feel safe we are suffocating our children by doing that Mm. and when I remind myself my son chose me to be his mom in this lifetime for a reason yes and there are going to be things that I don't get and choices he makes that I don't understand but I am not stealing his lessons from him oh but I will hold space for him through them. Yeah. Yeah. My kids are little, so I haven't experienced a lot of this, but I heard this from another woman I had in the podcast, Christian Schmoke, parenting coach, who said, be the safe space for your kids to fail. Let them fail. Let them learn how to do it in a safe, semi-controlled environment so that they can stand up and brush themselves off so that the first time they're not failing is when they're outside of your house on their own, using their own resources, trying to fix it. And let them Mm -hmm. build their resiliency on top of that, the stress it put on me to Mm -hmm. make their lives beautiful. That is their job and their journey. I am a piece of it. I'm not in control of it. Mm -hmm. And just when you said that, like make their life beautiful. I immediately pictured a curated Instagram feed of someone else's not real, real life, you know, like that ain't it. Yeah, Mm. That's right. And that pressure that's there, even if it's subconscious, 
Like yeah. as soon as you talked about cookies, I'm like, wah, wah, I suck at cooking. I suck oh, at baking. I and then I was like, whoa. But those, <laughs> that that judgment we have, it jumps in so quick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Pause and notice. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. 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 Your girl doesn't cook or bake either. I, <laughs> <laughs> I leave that to the people who like to do that. And that's in their wheelhouse. That was not one of the gifts I was granted on this little yeah. journey. And that's okay. I'm like really good at other things. <laughs> right. Right. We're not supposed to be good at all the things. Oh my gosh. Mm. So you shared how you will take a few moments for yourself in the morning, but are there other ways that you choose to reconnect to yourself in motherhood? I love dancing. And last September, I stopped teaching dance for, like I said, the first time in 20 years to work on my business, the unconditional movement. And it was literally like me jumping off a cliff with my arms open and like feeling like I'm free falling. But what happened from that is I joined a dance class Mm. and I haven't danced for me. Yeah. For over 20 years. Yeah. And it is completely different than teaching. I love teaching because I loved helping and I love connecting with the kids and choreographing and all of that. Mm-hmm. But just dancing, oh, music is so healing. Yeah. And when I move my body to it, it is like a joy meditation. And I will do things when I am upset or if I'm bored or I will just put on a song and I will move in my living room and I will laugh my ass off at myself and I will just dance. Yeah. And that has been such a return home for me. Mm. Like what did you love to do at seven? Yeah. Because she's still in there. Yeah. And it was very humbling for me also as a dance teacher to go back and dance with all these women, some who have never danced before, some who used to dance with their, when they were younger, but this feeling of like, well, I better be really freaking good then. Or like, shouldn't I be too good to take this class? But really it was the vulnerability in my joy. And the fear of what if other people see how much this means to me and they don't understand it. Yeah. You know, I would really like, I'd be in class trying to dim my light because my smile, just like, I want to burst out of my body. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's my second year. We're doing six competitions. I'm in a tap group and a Broadway group and. It's like next level. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is next level. I thought you were joking for a minute. You're, you're serious. Like serious. this is the real yeah. deal. Uh, every conversation I have on this podcast is a gift to my soul. Whether I, I, I mean, you know, I come into it with no expectations and just to go where the ride is, but former dancer here, Andrea, haven't oh. danced in a long time taught when I was in college. Um, yeah. And I feel, I feel all of that. I feel all of that. Like, I know I need to go back to a dance class, but there, there is a fear piece, a fear piece in yeah. it for sure. So I feel that. Yeah. And you're going to do it and you're going to try it and you're going to yeah. let me know, but you are going to laugh your ass off Shannon. You are because yeah. it's so much fun. Yeah. Like you were just going to laugh because you're, you're giddy. Like that little girl is just going to come pouring out of you. Yeah. It's the best gift. Yeah. Oh, 
And I think everyone should dance. I mean, yes. in your kitchen, whatever. I think everybody, there's just so much magic and like, just let the, the energy flow it, you know, some of it needs to leave you like, let it, let it out. Mm. Oh, I could talk to you all day, but can you please tell everyone, you know, about your offerings, your program, how they can work with you, where they can find you all the things. So the best place to find me is on Instagram at the unconditional movement. I'm also on Facebook, but I don't know that one as well. Like I usually just follow my dad and his pictures of myself. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I have a three month journey is what I do. And it's that deep dive into understanding the science behind self-compassion. It's starting to understand yourself on a deeper level and becoming your own best friend through Mm. baby steps and practicing that's why it's three months to keep practicing that return right you know and it's very flexible which is so important like I was saying before about your own soul's journey and what they need like one of the things is okay well you need to do this 10 minute meeting outside one of my clients hated it she just couldn't sit still the fear of being with her thoughts which totally resonated with me but you know what she figured out when she drove she could do it And she started finding peace in those moments and being allowed to say that didn't work, but I'm feeling it here without being wrong about it. Yeah. Like it's, it's about discovery. And I don't even like the word coach in that way. I'm going to mentor you. I'm going to guide you really. I'm just holding your hand, but learning how to validate your own emotions, your own feelings, and it's going to change your self-worth and your confidence. Mm. And you can check out so my good. website, the unconditionalmovement.ca. But really, through this, I got my link tree on my Instagram. You can send me a sweet DM, you know. <laughs> You're going to have people all up in your DMs. All right. Oh my God. It's lighting in. Our husband's going to be like, what is happening over there? <laughs> it's just a bunch of ladies who just want to do the things. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it so much. Is it a group program? Is it one-to-one? Oh, good question. Right now, my offerings are Mm one-on-one. So they're bi-weekly. I think that's... Wow. Eventually, I will get to that group program status. But what I'm really loving is when we can do it in that one-on-one setting. And then we get to help morph it and mold it to you. It makes such a difference so it's you have a session we actually have a planned lesson in there you get homework for two weeks and then I support you during that two weeks what's working what's not how are you feeling how do we pivot you get Andrea this is so stupid I hate it and I can be like why don't we try this right Uh, yeah and we do the self-compassion scale at test at the beginning at the end so you can even quantifiably measure Mm -hmm. your progress and how you're showing up for you. And I do once a month, I do free soul care, uh, like sessions online for an hour and a half as a group, just so you can feel like what it's like to work with me. And we do a full lesson, like the one I've been running the last few months is on the art of slowing down. So you can just get that check in, see what it's about. How do you feel you're going to know in your body? Yes, this is for me, or not right now. And it's about starting to trust that voice. Yeah. A lot of us have learned to turn that voice way down early on or off. Right. Yeah. You weren't like, you were told you were crazy. Like that, that voice is bothering other people. You're stirring Mm -hmm. the pot right now. So learning to check in and the more we check in, the louder it gets. 
Yeah. And the easier it is to hear it. Yeah. First of all, that you're offering one-on-one is so magical. Mm-hmm. Um, what an amazing value for anybody. And you know, you were so easy to talk to from the moment we hopped on this call. So just anyone who's thinking about it, like, just, just do it, just do it. Like you're such a gem and your energy Thank you. is unmatched. And yeah. Thank you, Shannon. It's yeah. been so lovely being here and just sharing space with you and your authenticity and how you show up and the stories you share is such a gift to myself and also to the people who follow you and listen. It really, it gives them permission to be who they are. And I, I think that's the the greatest thing we can do for ourselves as women and Mm. cheering each other on. Yeah. Let's that, that practice is like next level. When you can start surrounding yourself with people who understand that your win is their win. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. And I feel like I'm like stepping into this. Like I am the cheerleader. I'm going to say this right now. If you have a dream on your heart and you're afraid to say it out loud, DM me, email me, Mm. DM me. I got you. I will cheer for you because I believe in you. I feel like if it was placed on your heart, there's a reason. And like, don't turn that voice down. Like, listen in. Mm, I'm so glad. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. That whole, like, if you hear it, it's for you for a reason. Yeah. Uh, and when one of us rises, we all rise and I get goosebumps just thinking about it. And I am so glad that I am on this timeline with you and that we got to bump into each other on this journey. And I'm so grateful. Me too. Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Having a Mom Moment podcast. I know how busy you are as a mom, so I appreciate you taking your precious time to join us here today. If you haven't already, please be sure to follow the podcast. And if you love what you're hearing, go ahead and give it a five-star review so that we can spread the word to other mamas who may appreciate what we're doing over here. Give me a follow on Instagram at having a mom moment, and you can check out the links in my link tree for any upcoming events or offerings that I have. In case someone has told you today, you are amazing, you are loved, and I am so proud of you. I hope you have a beautiful day. We'll see you next time.